Mr. Mayhew isn't doing well, no. Well, besides the numerous injuries from this automobile accident, he's been suffering from what can only be described as bouts of delirium. Hallucinations, sir. Well, we keep him pretty well sedated, but when he's up, he's often screaming in horror and pointing towards a corner in the room. Well, there's nothing there, Mr. Goodrich. But he, he says he sees a little girl. <sighs> I know, I know, a little girl. And to tell you the truth, it's starting to get the nurses spooked. Well, Nurse Jackson said she was just cleaning up last night and saw little wet footprints around his bed. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a plot from a drive-in movie. I suppose you all make the decision to go see R.A. Goodrich and you storm into his office where you see R.A. Goodrich and Art Berman in a little bit of a scuffle. And when you open the door on them, they pull apart, smooth out their shirts, and Art Berman goes to leave and realizes that Haley Stone and Joan Lamore are the two that are in the doorway, and he invites you in for a conversation. So, Art Berman asks you all to come inside, and Joanne walks in, Haley walks in, and then Detective Murphy and Lewis are following in. He goes, who, I'm sorry, who, who are you? Who are these now? They're here, Art. What, what? What was this about? And he closes the door behind everybody. I walk over to R.A. to be very close within the room, very close to the desk and like not necessarily with Haley and a different group of people, but to be like, we're all friends mixing in this room. In the geography of this room, you have now positioned yourself behind the desk of R.A. Goodrich, who is getting a napkin and he is putting it up to his lip to wipe away a little bit of blood at the corner. I lean in and kind of put my hand on his cheek. Oh, Art, what what happened? Just a uh, bit of roughhousing between friends that got out of hand. Right, Ari? Over what? It doesn't matter. 
I think we have other issues to talk about in regards to you we all. We certainly do. You all. Joanne, what is going on? Well, that is what I came to ask you, dear. Why is Moses going around shooting at Haley? Why did he shoot August Strom? Why is Moses in a hospital in Indio Hills right now? Because he shot at us. He crashed his car. A car that we just got a phone call saying belongs to... And he looks at Haley Stone. What were you thinking? What were you guys thinking? You didn't answer the first question. Who started this? It was him. What are we supposed to do when he's shooting at us? Joanne, look. Art, did you not just hear what I said? Moses was shooting at them. Killed August Strom, shooting at Haley. I'm in the car. You think I'm going to stand for that? We have to get away. She crashed her car to stop his car, and so we could get away. And now I'm here asking Richard, and I get in R.A.'s face, why? R.A. Goodrich takes your hand and holds onto it tightly and places it away from him because you've been kind of touchy-feely with him. Mm-hmm. And Art Berman speaks for him again. Joanne, we talked to Moses about dealing with this August Strom problem. What problem? That guy was a con artist. He did nothing. He still, he had a silly seance. It wouldn't go well at all. You didn't even know this guy. I didn't know this guy. I don't, that doesn't, nothing of what he did that night deserves. He did not try to con her. What was he doing? Find Bonnie, Bonnie Hunsacker. Yes, we found her, her headshot. We found her audition tape. Who cares? I care. What, what are we talking about? About uh, some some dead medium. Let's let's focus on what we can we can fix. No. What what do you know? What's happening out in Indio Hills? What was that? Mister Dor, what, please, what, please. What's this Leonard Kemp fella? <sighs> yes, is Leonard replacing you, Art? Sounds like he's a favorite of R.A. if this is who he sends out into Indio Hills. Leonard is a young and upcoming director that we've been working with. Simple as And that. where is he? Well, he was working on a film out in Indio Hills. And he's not there. Nor is any of his film crew. Yes. I'm aware of this. We were sending Nor is Moses- Bonnie Hunsacker. Mr. Dort's daughter, by the way. I'm just trying to find my girl, Okay. And R.A. and Art Berman are looking at Detective Dort. You're Bonnie's father. Yes, I am. Are you going to kill him for that, too? I, Joanne, I think you're being terribly unfair. I think you haven't answered one question I've asked you. And I am seriously, seriously thinking of some serious repercussions, R.A. Please, just let me know what you know about my daughter, where she might be. We saw some things in Indio Hills that has me afraid for her life, okay? I just yes, need Mr. Some Gilts is in serious, was in serious, serious trouble when we got out there. I have no idea what's been going on with those people. And Mr. Um, Lewis, what's your last name? And I smile at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know this I'm guy. making him. <laughs> his, uh, his last name is... Uh... Lewis Lewis. <laughs> Lewis Lewis, you ass. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I was trying to think of like, what's an actor I've seen recently with a last name? And I thought of Jerry Lewis and I'm like, oh, with a last name. 
You've been watching like, like a lot of share movies. What is that? Ah, uh, yep, yep. Moonstruck. It's a good one. Madonna. Yep. Oh man, uh, Louis Malone. Nice, it's a good one. Mr. Malone here was saying that the crew was acting very strange. I think there was something seriously wrong with them. Okay, I've got Some a sort lot of, of infection or something. Mr. Gilks is I. Listen, Ari, I'm uh, I'm sorry. This is on me. I was one of the producers on this picture that they were working on out there. It was an experimental thing that we were working on. We can get this settled. Okay? Moses was going out there to check in on this film crew. We lost contact with them a week ago. I wasn't getting any um, any feedback on what was going on out there. It's a young director. We gave him a little bit of money to to work on an experimental picture out there. What kind of an experiment? They they were filming us when they, when we were out there. They said my girl was going to be a star, and and they they were trying to just tell me what you know about her. Stop getting sidetracked with all this stuff that doesn't matter. We we need to find her, sir. I understand. Bonnie is with Leonard Kemp. And where is Leonard Kemp? We're trying to find him right now. Then how do you even know that Bonnie is with him? Because he sent us a letter. Show it to me. And R.A. opens up his drawer, pulls out a letter. I snatch it from his hand. You look at the letter, and it is a, a scribbled mess. It says, your, your film is in good hands. The cast and crew will live on forever, and the world must see. But movie screens are too small. We have to go bigger. Tell R.A. that I'm sorry, but we're taking our film elsewhere. What does this mean? It seems like Leonard is trying to take the picture out from under our nose. He said movie screens are not big enough. Where would he take it that would be bigger than a movie screen? I don't know. It's a young kid. He doesn't really... Is it what you were thinking, Art? Moving into television? TV? Would he be taking it to a television studio? Well, that's not exactly bigger than film, is it? (laughs) It's more far-reaching. Well, this kid's got a big lawsuit on his hands, and I'm sorry if this is a boring explanation, but if he takes this movie anywhere besides us, we paid for it. So our lawyers are going to have a field day with him, and he'll never work in this town again. So Bonnie was the star of this film, and you think she's just parading around with other studios to, to shop it? This would also be her first starring vehicle. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I apologize if... Some strange events were happening out there that have got you all cooking up some kind of grand story, but it really is as mundane as a kid who's gotten in over his head. Oh, if you were out there in India Hills, you know this is not mundane. Something is terribly wrong. Listen, I completely sympathize. We're talking about your daughter, right? It's a crazy business. I'd be worried, too. I get it. And... I'm sure she has nothing to do with Leonard Kemp and this stunt he's trying to pull. She's just an actor. And I mean that with respect, but also she only has so much power on the picture, you know? We'll try to leave her out of it as much as we can. I ran into these two literally searching for my daughter. And they think that that she's in trouble. And what I saw in Indio Hills doesn't make me feel good at all. When you say it's experimental, what do you mean? What, What were they doing? They were working on some filming techniques. They had learned some science 
some different uh, physics stuff and it's, it's real heady stuff that I, I can't even really wrap my mind around to, to, to tell you the truth. Uh, but they were working with, uh, with a couple of other people out of UC Berkeley. They were trying to film something special out there and they were just trying to show it was like some kind of molecular space age. I don't know. I thought we were going to see something that was going to illuminate the the natural world. I think that's how he pitched it. It was going to illuminate the natural world in a way the uh, man has never seen before. You know? They had a camera just pointed at the sky. Well, that sounds like wasted money to me. I hope it was a lot more complex than that, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And do you know what Mr. Not, not Mr. Uh, uh, and I look at Haley for clarification. Dr. Nigel Morgan? Anand. Yeah. Dr. Morgan. Do you know where he is? Probably hovering around a set right now. Which set? He is advising on the Dread from Deep Space. Which uh, stage is that? Six. It's a book he wrote. We're adapting it into a, into a film. That's why he was at the party at Zelda's the other night. Because he appeared to know Mr. Gilks from the experimental film. We found a picture. Haley, do well, you have that picture? I do. And then pull it out. Yeah. And he looks at it and he goes, that's the set? So Mr. Gilks was on set for the Dread from Deep Space. Yeah. And who is this other gentleman? Well, that's Leonard. Was Leonard on working on the movie? He started out working on that and then we decided to move him over to this other project. We thought maybe if it was not commercial enough, we could have used like, we could have used bits of it in the picture. You know, special effects. I I have to ask, have either of you spoken with Walter since he tried to shoot himself? R.A. spoke to him this morning, didn't you, R.A.? And R.A. looks up and he says, uh, yeah, I'll just go off the phone with him this morning. And? He's going on a little vacation. Yes, I, I spoke with Zelda. She, I think that's probably best. But like I said, he was out there with those people. He sounded not good, R.A. Did he sound good to you? No, he didn't sound well. I have concerns that if he is infected with whatever Mr. Gilks had, it could spread. Joanne, this is Art talking again, interrupting. Keep saying that word. I've heard you say it a couple times, infected. What do you mean by that? There was definitely something physically and mentally wrong with him, Mr. Gilks, and uh, the other gentleman. I, which would I would usually uh, connotate with some sort of illness. Uh, Mr. Dord has his own theories. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it definitely was not healthy. Well, we've got uh, Walter and Zelda, and they're going on a vacation. I've got a very good doctor who will be able to assist him in uh, riding the ship. Might I ask, it? would you want... If he does have a sickness that could spread, would you be willing to lose Zelda in this? I, I wouldn't be willing to lose either, which is why I have the best help possible working on this with both of them. I take my stars very seriously. You know that. Now, why were you all acting like this was a con by a medium and Haley, I suppose, that was a life or death situation when it absolutely was not? I spoke with Zelda after the whole thing. Joanne. This guy, he has infiltrated Hollywood circles, trying to grift money. And we think that's what he was trying to pull. I don't know what he discovered. I mean, Art, you were there. 
I, have you ever seen a piss poor? Were you really threatened by him? But I also, I was also very vocal about him being exactly what I thought he was. Yes, which you was a were. con artist, and I believe I was right. And you saw the news. This guy was up to no good. What are you? Who knows what he was into that got him killed last night? Somebody probably had enough of his 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 uh, his. Oh, con. so you're saying Moses didn't do this? Then why was he shooting at Haley? All right. I love. I believe going back to Haley. Uh, if Moses was shooting at you all, uh, I don't want to say he had good cause, but I will say that. Then Haley knows she wasn't being completely truthful about what happened that night when we spoke. Oh, R.A., you know that we people in the movie business are hardly ever truthful. It just seemed from the outside that Haley and this August drama were working together is all I'm saying. And it just seems to me like you could have done a better job of getting information from Haley. You were in a rush, weren't you? She did get me in between meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. That was very true. <laughs> she did. Well, I think Moses learned his lesson about not jumping the gun, as it were. I think you, R.A., should keep a better leash on him if he did have anything to do with Mr. Strom's death. Art, I don't care what he... If he is some sort of con man, he didn't get anything out of it from what I've seen of him. I mean, thank God. Thank God. Ugh. You didn't have to ask God for that. All right. We're going down to stage six. Is that fine? I'd like to see if we could talk to Dr. Morgan, see if he might know where Leonard Kemp is, because I'm sorry, I know he may have a lawsuit on his hands, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't care. I'm pretty sure he wants to get his film seen. Good luck with that. And if you see him, you can tell him I said that. I will. And I hope you call us. Uh, We will. We will let you know as soon as he is found. Good. Mr. Dorrit, one last question. Any sort of proof that we would need to take from Mr. Goodrich or Mr. Bergman that they're not infected? (laughs) Yeah, I I get, like, uh, real close to him. (laughs) Uh... I've kind of been, I've kind of been, like, lurking. Progressively getting closer and closer to these people. Trying to see if I can, how thin their skin might be. To see how thin their skin might be. I just want to make sure we all heard that clearly. R.A.'s skin, very plump. He's a thick person. Yeah. How how thin is the skin, Jay? This conversation was so it was it was a good conversation, and I love that you were just like, "What proof do you need?" <laughs> One last question. I'm, I'm, I've only them. got RA for a few short minutes, so I'm taking all of the time. I'm milking it and getting everything out of it. See, if one of you has something that you're not willing to share in front of the other's presence, I think you should both have my card. And I, <laughs> of course, give sir. Them there, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Detective What does Dorrit. your card say? It says, uh, Murphy Dorrit, private investigator, and has like two different phone numbers on it. Two different, and then a little flying right. saucer. No, I, I, I know better than to, to, than to, uh, you know, just start spouting that to any random person. Because some people aren't ready to handle the truth. This is a business card, Jay, not a hobby in. card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they take it. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Murphy, Mr. Dorrit. Yeah. I know what plagues your industry. 
And if you know what I'm talking about, I'll help you get to the bottom of it. Let me ask you something, David. There's something in your backstory <laughs> that you and I both know that you did. How public was that? I mean, it was pretty public. <laughs> what are the chances that they would put this together? Pretty decent. Pretty decent? I'm letting you decide. I mean, yeah, it was certainly, you know, something that was uh, quite newsworthy. All right. If you would like to to go ahead and uh, make your way to Studio Six, yeah, you you know where it is, Joanne. All right. I, I just Thank want you, you to know that I appreciate you being reasonable and letting cooler heads prevail here today. I blink twice at him and leave. <laughs> he blinks three times, and Art goes to escort everybody, and you hear from behind the desk, Joanne, stick around for a moment. And uh, Cheryl, or whatever your name is, can you give them the directions to stage six? Who's Cheryl? I don't know. I said whatever your name is, because I don't well, know what her name is. The to? last four, I'm talking to, like, whatever her name is outside. Lorraine. Lorraine, that's right. It was Cheryl three girls ago. I don't know. Yeah, you call her <laughs> Cheryl, and you go, oh, nope. Cheryl must have had a birthday. Cheryl turned 25. Oop. Yeah, Art comes out, and with the, the other three... And Joanne stays behind, closes the door. Oh, I'm not leaving that office. I'm going to wait outside the door, by the way. Okay. Joanne, we've known each other a long time. Yes, we have. I'm only going to ask once. I will forgive you. Were you in on it? On what? You didn't give him any information about Walter and the club. The things that we do. I didn't know Walter was involved. I thought he... Well, I don't know that I ever really thought about what Walter did or didn't do. No, I never gave any information about the club. And no, I didn't try to look into it or anything. What a woman does with a man is her own business. As you and I know. Don't trust Art. He's a snake. I... Did you know what was going on in Indio Hills? What, with Moses? No. No, a lot of this news is just, I'm getting it now. Which is part of the reason why we got into an argument. No, it's a goddamn mess. I will tell you right now that what has happened out there is ten times more worrisome than whatever you thought was going to drive Walter and Zelda apart. Art's working behind my back. With whom? Don't know yet. If you can figure it out, I'm sure there's a role for you somewhere. Big one. Three pictures. We'll write it just for you. Oh, I. And I stroke his cheek and kind of pinch it. Hello again, dear listeners. It's Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I'm stepping in for the briefest of moments to inform you on how you can show your appreciation for the work we're doing here at Out of Depth. One way you can help out is to just recommend the show to friends and strangers. Our goal is to get our stories out to as many ears as we can, so word of mouth is huge for us. Recommending the show to your friends or leaving a review at whatever site you're listening to us at, that goes a long way to helping us find and build our audience. But Jay, you may say, can't I just give you a small fraction of my expendable income? How do I get it from my pocket to yours? Well, 
you can go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and subscribe at any tier you feel comfortable with for as long as you would like to. Our patrons get all kinds of behind-the-scenes info on the work that we do here at Out of Depth. They also get first view of our raw recording videos for each episode of the show, and they get exclusive access to our postseason Q&A where we, the cast, discuss the story and why we made the terrible decisions that we did. So if you want that kind of access to us, you're only going to get that at patreon.com slash getoutofdepth. That money helps us pay for artists and collaborators and expands our ability to create fun stories for you to enjoy. We don't do ads or paid endorsements of games, which means support from our listeners like you is absolutely vital to our growth. If you want to be a part of that, you can do it at patreon.com slash getoutofdepth. Thank you so much. And with that out of the way, let's get back to the show and see what dark shadows our investigators will step into next. Art is walking with you all, and he stops by a security desk, and he says, could we get some badges for our friends here? Don't want you guys to get in trouble, and he's looking particularly at Lewis and Detective Dort. I appreciate you all, and we're trying to be very transparent here and i think we're very interested in what you all learn i think we need to start working together on this because we want to make sure your daughter's safe and happy and i'm offering the olive branch by getting you these badges my name's art by the way and he holds out his hand for detective tor murphy i i hope your interest in uncovering the truth here is genuine and i'll take it as such in your name and lewis just like He's still looking around at, like, Roman gladiators walking by and Vegas showgirls and stuff, like, people doing a can-can. He's just like, it's like a movie mm-hmm. just leaked out into reality, and it's all running wild. <laughs> now that R.A. isn't breathing down your neck, you care to share what, what you, t- you two were fighting about? He blames me, and, and he's probably right. What does he think he did? And the secretary's handing them the badges, and he's handing it over to you guys. And he says, I trusted this kid, plain and simple. Mm. He was young and had a vision, and I'm trying to pull this studio into the future, you know? You were a producer on the film, weren't you? And and I was underwriting the the funds, yeah. I didn't have a lot to... I was just giving him free reign. I was trying to get the old guard out of the way and let some of this new blood start making something, you know? Something... I probably should have had a lot more oversight and this thing got really out of hand and I'm sorry, sir. I am absolutely sorry that this has entangled your daughter in some way and I I, I can't apologize enough. Did you see her on set? I was a part of the casting. I, I didn't see her go out there. I, I was a part of putting her on the picture. I assigned her. So she's okay. I do too. If it's as bad as you think it is, I assure you Goodrich Pictures will spare no expense into ensuring her safety. I don't know what these kids were getting up to out there, but it would it would be just as bad for us. And I, we can't have that. Yeah. No, you should be concerned. Because if, if what gets out, what, what happened there, uh, what's still happening, it's... People aren't going to believe it. Uh, Joanne... 
Will you be able to take them to lot six? And I'm swamped today. Sure thing. Oh, you know what? I got something. Uh, I need to talk to Joanne for just a second. And they're going to pull Joanne to the side. <laughs> All right. I'm definitely going to try and spy in their conversation okay. without looking like I am, though. All right. That's a skill. It's called listening. Yeah. Yeah. I can roll for listen. <laughs> oh. What's your listening? Uh, just the base 20. So. Okay. Good luck. No. Nope. Can nope. I try? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Oh, I did. I did. I, uh, not quite a, a hard success, but I did, I did pass. Nice. He says, listen, if that guy has gotten in your head about something about aliens, I need you to be aware that this guy, he's been in the news. He's not stable. No, I, I did know that much. He's the guy who accused Howard Prince of being an alien. He's he's the owner and operator of KTLU, the TV station. Uh, well, have you seen Howard? Have I seen Howard? Howard is fine and also very human. If you uh, suspect anything, like this guy is going to get unhinged. We don't need him running around pointing fingers at Cary Grant and... Do you know what I mean? I mean, Carrie lives on a different planet than the rest of us, but we don't need to be calling him a goddamn Martian. Art. Gilks. Gilks is... You're not going to believe me, never mind. His eye turned completely black and left its socket. Like a black marble. Almost like it had legs that walked away, like a daddy long legs. Well, Joanne, that's what's going to be going on next week. We're hoping that once Zelda gets back, we'll be able to talk about the filming schedule maybe next month. So you go ahead and get yourself ready. Is Zelda coming back next week? We're hopeful. Uh, the doctor she's with, we believe that he's going to be able to get Walter back on his feet in no time. Who suggested Dr. Collins? R.A. They met at a party. What party? Do you know? Could have been a Tuesday. Has, has Dr. Collins helped with any other people? Any other stars? They said he he helped somebody at a party. One that's how they all saw it. Some actress at a party had a huge breakthrough. Felt like the world was lifted off her shoulders. So RA said it was amazing to watch and he's gonna let him have a crack at Walter and God bless him. I'm rooting for him. Well, uh Art, if you uh, want to find your film, I suggest starting at the T V stations. If you have any contacts you should reach out and let them know that some stolen film might be he headed their way and they may be in for a lawsuit. Well, I've got to go. Hmm. It's good seeing you as always. The Stone, apologies for the misunderstanding. I uh, don't actually say anything. I just kind of look at him and I nod. I do hope you all find the closure you're looking for. Have a good day. And he walks off. Where's he headed? Can we tell? Like, watch him for long enough to see... Uh, he looks like he's heading towards the back of this building that you're in. Could be to his office. I was going to say, is that where his office is? Yeah? Yeah. You've all been there. Yeah. Studio 6? Yeah, which way to Studio mm. 6, I suppose? You all walk through all the main studio lots. You make your way up to Studio 6 on the door. It says the, the dread from deep space. It's a logo on the door. It's on a removable sign. Last week, it was hoodlums and hot rods. <laughs> you open the door. You can see a set. 
of a planet. It looks like a craters and rocks and you can see the the backdrop behind it with these uh, planets and stars and as you enter this gas like a like fog is exploding from a crater and these huge tentacle arms flop over the the edges and this foam bodysuit monster kind of comes out with a big roar Look at that. It's not as scary in real life as it is in pictures, is it? <laughs> Dang. And you see a couple of like guys like standing by catering. They turn around and look at you all. What are you doing? <laughs> We're in filming. The, one of the tentacles in the foam uh, creature falls off the edge <laughs> and rolls down the floor. And this woman who's in a this like almost cat suit style space suit with a big bulbous bowl on her head. She's got this uh, black bob cut and she goes, oh! And the arm falls off and rolls by and you hear the director go, cut, cut, Jesus! And she takes off this fish bowl on her head and she's like, I can't, I can't work like this. I can't do this anymore. The goddamn tentacles falls off every time I'm supposed to be scared. Who's going to be scared of this? Who's going to be scared of this? I'm not. Looks like I'm acting. And he's like, sweetheart, you haven't looked like you've been acting this entire picture. I don't know why you're complaining about it now, okay? And, (laughs) you know, like the AD comes in. Let's all take five. Let's just take five. uh, Reset. And can we get some crew to figure out this tentacle? And uh, you can see to the left of this set with his head and his hands is Dr. Nigel Morgan rubbing his temples. Oh, fucking Haley. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I'll uh, walk up to him, I guess. And he turns, sees you, his eyes catches yours, and he's surprised. He goes, oh, uh, Miss Stone, right? I'm a little surprised you remember me, sir, to be honest. I try to remember names best I can. I notice that there's a lot of names to remember on these these sets, and it's proving uh, taxing to my skills. Indeed. Is, um... One of those names you might remember there, uh, Leonard Kemp. Uh, yes. I, re- I remember Leonard Kemp. He was a big fan. A young man. He and his, uh, he had a, another man with him. Joseph. Joseph something. They were big fans. Why? <laughs> what makes you come over and want to ask about that? Fans of yours, sir? Uh, yes. Yes, they, very studious they, I'm a, I, I, I've written books. I wrote the book that this is supposed to be based on. But every day it looks less and less like the novel I wrote and more like... And he looks at that fallen tentacle being dragged around flaccidly across the stage and he goes, I don't know what it is anymore. Well, what would you say is missing then, sir? You know, that's a good question. I think that one... The actual plot for my story is missing. That would have been helpful. <laughs> but more importantly, I I think the wonderment that this world has to offer, it can be terrifying and it can be spectacular. And he points at the foam set and he goes, this is neither terrifying nor spectacular. Why, why about all this about um, the Kemp boy? Sir, did you know that he's missing? 
and that the rest of the film crew is as well. If I'm to understand it correctly, he was uh, working on a film that you were also, I believe you two were acquainted about. Did you know you were advising on this film, if I'm not mistaken, out uh, there they, in India Hills? The India Hills thing, I, they, yes, they asked me about some of the things that we've been doing at Berkeley and the Bevatron. They've been working on this. The the Bevatron is this maybe uh, a little difficult to understand. It uh, they they're able to move uh, molecules at high speeds and chart their paths. We're, we're starting to find uh, these are all new concepts, and they're only just now being written about. So it's it, it would be completely foreign. It was completely foreign to me until recently, and I'm sure it would be uh, all Greek to to you. Um, but uh, it's, it's it's almost like we're discovering uh, antimatter, matter, and yeah. And you want to do that on a film set? I'm sorry, sir. I just don't understand. I, I understand that. <laughs> they were asking about how we, how we're able to move the molecules around, how we're able to to trap them and move them. To what end? Uh, to just observe, to learn more about how the world works. We're all made from, we're all made from atoms, you know, bits mm -hmm. of stardust. When you want to see how that all looks on the big screen. Anyways, uh, Leonard, um, he and his friend Gilks, they were asking me about, um, they were going to be filming some things and they, they're big fans of my work. And I was able to talk to, uh, Mr. Berman about maybe helping them procure some money to, I, I kind of helped sell them on the idea that sell our Berman on the idea of what they were doing was going to be on the cutting edge of technology of being observed these these kinds of phenomenon. But uh, you said they were missing. Yes, sir. Nobody knows where they are. And we found some interesting things out there on the set out there in India Hills. I'm not sure how to describe it in a way that I think that you would understand. I guess we're both at a at an impasse here. My experience and your experience. Not being able to translate it to one another. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know much about Leonard Kemp. Other than he was going to take some people out and film some some footage. That there, uh, Bev, Bev, Bevitron, you said? Yes. How big would that be? Does it look like a camera? How how does that how would that attach itself? Oh, the the Bevatron itself is is quite massive. That's a whole building. Could it be? It's a, what they call a particle accelerator. So it couldn't be then moved around. You wouldn't say or buried underground. No, you wouldn't be able to move it. Um, yeah, they they just built it at Berkeley at the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, but. Uh, they just discovered the, the they were working with protons. No, you wouldn't be able to move it around. Uh, there is some camera equipment that they use to uh, to film these things. Some techniques they use. I mean, maybe Gilks and Gilks wasn't it? Joseph Gilks, Joseph Gilks and uh, Leonard Kemp. Maybe maybe they they learned a thing about those. They were really interested in how we use magnets to m focus protons. And particles through this accelerator. They were wanting to be able to see if they could focus particles into the camera through the lens. 
something like that. It's all experiment. They started to lose me around that, and I tried to give them the best answer I could. It's kind of like a, like a cathode ray. Do you know what a cathode ray is? I'm sure I don't. Ah, you'd be surprised. Everyone has one now these days. They're in televisions. Cathode rays are these uh, little devices that are inside the TV that focus the, the signal into lines on your TV. And that's how you're able to get the image. It uses these magnets. Kind of like that. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, uh, thank you for your, uh, your help here today. Uh, if you don't mind my asking, what is the plot of this book? I haven't had the pleasure of reading. Well, the book is very different than this. The, first of all, there's no tentacle monsters. Uh, I was using... It was about a group of explorers who were trying to find a new planet to settle on and end up discovering themselves. This is more just cheap monsters of the week. Mine was about engineering. Engineering perfect humanity. This is just schlock. But I guess that's Hollywood. Hmm. <laughs> I hope you find what you're looking for, Miss Tom. So Maybe do I. next time we'll have a conversation uh, under more pleasant circumstances. Mm, I can only hope. Turn around to make sure that my companions were listening. I wasn't trying to hide it, obviously, so... I, well, I think I know where we need to go next. Or at least I have an idea. Well, good. No one here seems to know anything, or if they do, they're not sharing. Where do we need to go? I think we should, uh, we should discuss this out in the... In the hall, outside. You all walk outside, find a quiet spot in between buildings. I thought I was trying to figure out what maybe was that metal structure under the ground. You remember what I'm talking about, Detective? That the met went down at the bottom of that pit. But it sounds like if they were using that fancy Bevatron, then that would be at Berkeley. And if they needed that, if that couldn't be, maybe they need that to, I don't know. You think they might have tried to replicate that in that pit? It's possible. I don't know if perhaps maybe it failed and they, I can't help but think if that, if that machine is meant to be shooting particles all around and splitting them and monitoring them, I, I can't help but wonder that they split or... Do they tear into the fabric of space and time? I know it sounds crazy. I can't even believe it just came out of my mouth. But, or what would happen if you focus that on the particles of a human being? I don't know. They were talking about screens larger than the, than the movies. And I'm, I'm all turned around in my head. Well, something crazy is happening. And the only way to figure out what it is, is to start thinking crazy. Because whatever is happening doesn't make any sense what anyone can explain. So sometimes insanity is the only rational way forward. What? I, I know this must have seemed very rude to you, Mr. Dorrit, but there was something about Mr. Gilks that didn't just didn't seem like he was an alien wearing a skin. That's why I've always referred to him as infected. And now... This information from Haley. As soon as they said, screen's bigger than a movie th screen. And there isn't anything bigger than that. I mean, unless they're somehow projecting it onto the sky, which I, I just, I can't even imagine. But what would most people see? What do m most people tune into every night? 
they turn into their televisions. And, and he, Dr. Morgan specifically said that magnets could put particles into a camera and then, I, I would assume, put it onto the film. And then if that was projected by magnets to, a tele, to television screens, then couldn't those particles be what is causing this problem? Deep down, I've always thought that Howard Prince is probably behind this. So that would make a lot of sense. He's trying to get revenge. And why Howard Prince? Oh, I exposed him. I couldn't prove it. But I exposed him. But when you expose a man as powerful as that, you have to make it beyond refute. What did you expose? Oh, he's not one of us. Howard is one of them. And when I exposed him for what he was... That's when they threw me away into the loony bin. <laughs> Said I was crazy. But I know what he is. And I know why he's after my girl. Because he's after me. That's the only way any of this makes any sense. How did you know? You'll think I'm crazy. Too late. Well, you yourself said that you couldn't explain what happened to his eye. And that if some you told someone, they would think you're crazy. Yes, and they do. So what if everything that you think I'm making up, that you think is a delusion of my mind, what if it's all real? I didn't say I thought you made it up. I didn't th say it was a delusion. One can be crazy and have seen things. I see how you look at me. I know that you think that this is something else, that they're, they're infected. That's the word you keep on using, right? But when they took me, when I was up there, I saw the things that they were making. The skins of other people to wear around. Now, I don't remember. I, I I didn't see a whole lot of things I could recognize, but I saw a skin of a man that I did. So I know that what's down here is no longer Howard. And you okay. can think I'm crazy, but you have to admit, I might know something that you don't. I never said that, that, Mr. Dorrit. I said, what if it's something else as well? If there's one type of alien that wears skins, couldn't there be another type of alien that's as small as a particle? I'm not saying I know everything. I, I, I know that there's more that I don't understand than what I do. I just know that we're being manipulated. And what better way to manipulate humanity than someone that operates a network that can help control the minds of the people that watch it? Howard Prince was a power, would be a powerful, powerful man sway the minds of a country to sway the minds of a world i feel like just yesterday i was just an innkeeper and now i'm it just keeps getting crazier and crazier I told you lewis <laughs> the world is at stake and you chose the right side so glad that you're here to help uncover the madness that we're in i also think i left that coffee pot on to <laughs> <laughs> so someone you could call there's a payphone right there Nobody else runs the end but me. It's... Ah, well, I guess I gotta stick it out. Ah! World's at stake, he says. There's more important things than the end, that's for sure. Yeah. At the very least, I'm probably getting rid of that TV when I get back. Where you guys want to go next, as I quickly applaud David for pulling his ass out of the fire. He, he did it all on his own, and I was so... Where do you guys think you'd like to go next? Joanne honestly wants to get one of her own cars. If possible. You guys are not allowed to have more cars. I have many cars. Oh, many drivers to drive them. 
Yes. If I'm going to use up my points on credit rating, I'm going to have many cars. <laughs> Let's buy some cars. Let's get a fleet. Definitely, we cannot keep driving around in this 35 mile per hour truck. I vote because what was it, Philip? Philip would have brought Miss Lamore's car back home, and now we can go get that. Yeah. Uh, and then, do we? Are we going to go continue our our string of confronting studio executives? <laughs> this was the fantasy I wanted to provide when I started this season was you get to yell at studio executives. <laughs> this is it. What are All you right. making? But, I mean, what other leads do we really have? Going back to Indio Hills, I mean, there's also dead people along the way. Like, people no. might start looking for us. Well, there's there was a, a, a body in a trunk and there was a, guy, a dead oh, guy at the away. bottom of the... Yeah, they do know. I mean, you did get from that conversation with R. Berman that they are aware that uh, Moses Mayhew was in a car accident and that Haley Stone's car was involved in that car accident. So time may be something that could potentially if they decide to call like that in and say Haley Stone's here. Oh, like being yeah. in the studio Pe- itself. People might yeah. start looking for us of the from the authority direction. In 1955, there would have been only a few big TV studios. There might be some tiny ones too, but what are the big ones? Now, this is not. This is a station, and there were there That's were a, a few station. stations. Yeah. So, but are they like? Do they produce their own stuff? Like, KTLU gets its content from other places and produces its own original content. It's a combination of both. Okay. Yeah. So they have like a studio kind of thing or something that they could. Yeah. How many movies, if any, have been broadcast on television? There's several. But by this point, you mean just like in general, like in life? Yeah. No, no, no. No, in 1955, like. No, it's 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 becoming okay. commonplace. Okay. But KTLU is a station. Are there other stations like KTLU? Like, is this an NBC affiliate? Uh, like a, Like an affiliate, yeah. Are there other big ones? Is that the biggest one? It's one of the the fastest rising, most popular ones in the Los Angeles area. Yeah. So I think step one, we're we're heading to to get the new car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But you are going to stay in once we get to KTLU. I don't think you should be seen on the premises. Oh, I wouldn't worry. I'm I'm pretty good at blending in. If if you have some extra extra clothes, that could be help helpful. Oh, I do. If we if we're going yeah. to my house to get my car, I definitely I've had three husbands, so yeah. I think my second one is your size. Yeah. Well, one one of the stats that uh, you know uh, Murphy's pretty good at is disguise. So. Oh wow. <laughs> I think uh, we gotta fit it in now. I think. Uh, Makeover. I think yeah. Makeover. <laughs> oh, Jay, this is where you enter in music. That's uh, makeover music. <laughs> Pretty woman. I'm going to buy, don't do that. I'm going to buy the rights to uh, I'm Too Sexy for My Body or whatever. Because wasn't that every 90s movie makeover montage was just that song? It's Pretty Woman if it's a woman and it's I'm Too Sexy if it's a man. Yeah. Yeah. Like Encino Man (laughs) makeover. That was what that is. That that was Encino Man, right? Yep. The Polly Shore, Brendan Fraser classic, Sean Astin. And Sean Astin. What a weird little well. group of dudes. It's a weird group. Yeah. Right? But it was yeah. a fantastic film. 
Gail, favorite favorite Polly Shore movie is? Biodome. <laughs> no. It's Son in Law by a billion. Yeah, I was about miles. to say I think it's Son in Law. Encino Man's though very close. Brendan Fraser is adorable as a caveman. Son in law crushes. But son but but son in law if you're talking like Polly Shore as the main character, it's definitely son in law. Yeah. Really good Thanksgiving film too, by the way, for those looking for Thanksgiving movies. Tara has no interest in this conversation <laughs> at all. Watch him, was it that obvious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did. I tuned out a little bit. <laughs> yep. yep. Zero Watch interest. <laughs> so you all go to the montages. You all go to Joanne's house. Oh, wait, wait. What is he? He's wearing. What are you wearing, David? I have everything. Yeah. Something that is very, uh, you know, not... Not Murphy, maybe like kind of a flowery shirt, you know, something kind of like a <laughs> like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, like a flower shirt, <laughs> but like, with like a purple out. tuxedo or something like, like that. A touristy yeah. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, it'll be better for me to blend in as like like your new your your driver or your you know oh, okay. so, someone that's like part of your staff, like a reason <laughs> that Stop I'm with trying you. to replace Haley. That's yeah. a little harder. I don't have a ton of that, but okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we, I can make you a security guy. Security I've guy. I've had a lot of those. Yeah. 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 And I can get like some Body like like sideburns, some salt and pepper mustache. We'll disguise it up. Did you say I can get some sideburns? You're just going to grow them real fast? <laughs> she, she's got like a, you know. I've, uh, got, I've got a, a costume or a makeup. There like, you go. Yeah. yeah. I think Stings I can do this. when you apply it. I mean, I married three <laughs> actors. It's I've like surely had some acidic. latex. That's right. Just a little old, yeah. Yeah, no, this Joanne's the right house to get disguised. I also have get lots stuff. of bronzer, I'm sure. Yeah. In case you need it. <laughs> yeah. Lewis says, I think I'll just dress the way I am. You look perfect <laughs> just the way you are, Lewis. Mr. Dort would be recognized, so he has to change. Do you think I look okay? I think you look great. No, geez. I ship them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never change these clothes again. No, you'll want to do that at some point. I know that. <laughs> I know that. This is actually turning to be a, a pretty decent relationship for Joanne, actually. Because <laughs> he just, like, yes, whatever you say. Yes, whatever you say. Yeah. I, love, I love that in a man. Just, yes. Damn. Yes. It's not that far from the real person, is it, Gail? <laughs> so we're going to this uh, this TV station. Is that right? Yes. All right. Haley, do you know how to get there? I do. Uh, should I roll for disguise? See how effective this is? What's your disguise, David? It's 80. <gasps> oh, man. Amped it up. He's a uh, man of many faces. 93. 93. <laughs> did, did Jay curse it? Double zeros is bad, huh? Oh, oh shit, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a... It's a that's a <laughs> That's the worst I know. Role. I always think it's zero, but it's one hundred. I know, but yeah, Shit. that's that's bad, huh? That's, I mean, that's a fumble. It's, it's the worst. That'll Literally the worst, worst David. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to push that. <laughs> <laughs> this mustache is falling off. We, I can't. I can't wear this. This is. We got. All right, we'll pick up some, so the some first, glue the on the first way. pass. The first pass. <laughs> They dress you up like Mrs. Doubtfire, but without yeah. the prosthetic face. Can't go in there dress like an old grandmother. Yeah, you do that. All right. Do a, if put, you do a British accent, it'll right. work. It's just gonna take more time. 
Okay, so she, yeah, so she's gonna be my dialect cloche. We're gonna work on you know my impressions here, and we're pushing it. Ninety-three, forty-seven. There we go. That's a, right, that's, that's a success. Better. It does waste some time though. Uh, yeah, you. It is uh, closer to early evening. And uh, you guys, like some of you, have stayed up all night. Mm-hmm. We might actually. Okay, so, so we've got your discussion. This might be bedtime. Make constitution rolls. Oh, boy. Like we all make constitution rolls? Oh, I yeah. saved just barely. That's great. 55 on a 60. <laughs> oh, not David, because David actually slept in the night. No, I think I... I know you woke yeah. up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So I rolled a 33. I'm good. Okay, Gail. I succeeded earlier. Let's see. Is this where I feel? So did I. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have great con. I forget this every time. That's like my best at is constitution. I have a nice. rocking constitution. I can drink anything and I don't need to sleep for days. Yeah, the next this time we do it, you have to do a hard success. Mm. It just gets worse. Okay. Oh, no, that's right. I did fail because I had the disadvantage on the sanity. So what happens to me now that I pass? Do I still have disadvantage on sanity? Yeah, it's just not okay. getting worse. Okay. I was going to make you just pass out, probably. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So you all get ready to try to uh, go to this television studio, right? Yeah. As like, are they still, they'll probably be just clearing out soon, huh? Or, yeah. It'll be yeah. About, well, it'll be about closing time. Uh, studios go until uh, 10 o'clock. Okay. Um, and then that's when the channel closes down, becomes white static. We should try. I can probably drive to get us there faster. All right. Let's get in the car and go, go on the way. So we'll park my car, my truck in your garage. In my garage, yes, it'll be safe and sound. Mildred <laughs> and, and Philip, as much as he's retired, he still they still keep their apartment to watch over the house. All right, so you guys go, <laughs> uh, so you all are driving down uh, the road. Okay, while we're driving, oh, I, need to, I, need to, I need to talk through that. Because I had it in my mind that we were going to have enough time to actually, like, have Joanne go in and, like, act like she has a script for a TV show or something like that. If RA and or art are in on this, and that's probable, they're going to have told whoever, anyone like, Hey, Joanne, Haley, Lewis and Murphy are on their way. They're, they're sniffing around. So I probably can't call ahead. I can't make like an appointment. I can't do anything like that. So are we just going in to like break in and see if we can find information on this? Or not maybe break in, but sneak in or something like that. There's certainly a chance that that's just where Leonard Kemp could just be. I don't know. Supposed to be shopping around. I guess I have concerns about, I mean... If they, especially if they know that we're after them, they're going to be on a time crunch. If they're going to be trying to broadcast, we might be able to disrupt that if that's happening tonight, right? Like broadcast the TV channel? Or just or like disrupt it? What? Uh, yeah, whatever is whatever they're trying to. I mean, um, I don't know. 
I think maybe the only way that we will be able to get the... To figure out what stage it's happening on is to talk to Howard, though, right? Or I... Do they have the film or do we have the film? I don't know. With the film we last saw was in the desert. I don't know if anybody's got it. It could just still be out in like the wreckage. It could have gotten well, it was crumpled in, it was in, in the, the car. totaled cars. Yeah, just, I have no idea. Probably burned up. If that was the only film that they filmed on. Yeah. Yeah. It can't have been because they wouldn't have just left it there. Right? Like if that I mean, was the thought it was plan. important, but you're right. I, 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 I agree. Like maybe it's not the whole thing. Okay. You all are driving down the strip and you're heading towards where you know the KTLU studio headquarters to be. About halfway there, I need somebody to roll spotted. And I think it would probably be the detective. Hmm. 85. Over what? It's 75. I, mm. I can use 10 luck or I can push. Use the luck. Use the luck. 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 Use the I don't luck. know how you We've only got three episodes after Without this. leaning out the window and getting maybe falling out. <laughs> I'm pushing it. I'm looking real hard. We got oh, this. Geez. 18! 13! 13! Super success. The pushing of the rolls. My nerves can't take it. Detective Dorrit. Mm-hmm. Haley Stone is driving the car. And you are in the backseat looking out the window. Just observing this town that your daughter... Uh, has called her home for you're not even sure how many years she's lived here because of how much you've been estranged from her. You see, in an alley, a procession of people. They are dressed in robes, and they carry a sign. It says, the shadows on the wall now watch you. And they come out of this alley, and it's about... 18 of them and it is white robes with what looks like streaks of ash staining all over and they hold their hands up to the sky and then they point at your car as you're driving by and you see 18 of these robed figures pointing at you and for a moment you think you see among all of these faces, the face of Bonnie Hunsaker. 